Welcome to Bossy Queen's Podcast. Bossy Queen's Podcast is a weekly podcast where we open up the conversation about being a woman and the everyday truths and issues that we face. We touch on manifestation, personal development, prioritizing ourselves with self-love, and so, so much more. I'm your host, Sade Renee, and welcome to our private space. So grab your wine and let's talk, sis. Welcome in. This is your host, Sade Renee, and thank you so much for joining the Bossy Queens podcast. I'm so excited and so thrilled to have all of you listening in. Um, So this first episode is from my Boss Woman Empowerment event that I held on March 20th for International Women's Month. It's a little lengthy, (laughs) but it's completely worth it, I promise. Um, As you're here, we have a panel of guest speakers. We have Jessica Van Klein, a mompreneur of four beautiful children, um, a philanthropist, and a marketer. Um, We also have Shanice Davis, who is an entrepreneur, brand owner, and freelance model. And then also we have Brianna Imes, who is a mompreneur for beautiful children as well. She's a clothing brand owner and a mental health advocate. So this event's purpose was to empower women, right, to be a boss. Being a boss can mean being a mom of four, like our guest speakers, and managing your dreams and passions, being an entrepreneur, mompreneur, or just simply learning how to love yourself again. So whatever that looks like for you, um, we had a network of women as we opened up that conversation about how to manage your work-life balance and the new COVID norm, um, how our guests started their own businesses and journeys, controlling your mental space as a boss woman, and many other gems and advice from our guest speakers. So with that being said, let's get into this conversation. boss woman, okay? You could be a boss woman by being a mom of four. 
trying to challenge yourself with work, entrepreneurship, a mompreneur we got over here, right? An entrepreneur, quitting that nine to five, right? So whatever that may be to you, I want every single person in this room to realize you are a boss, okay? Aww. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about the new norm, being a mompreneur, how to have life balance, and mental health as well. All right, yeah, awesome. All right, y'all, so we are gonna start off with our first panel topic. But before I do that, I do want everyone on the panel to introduce themselves, so we'll kind of start off with we'll be here. Hi, so um, I'm Brianna. Um, I own Curvy Goddess, which is now Curvy Goddess with just dropping the Y. Um, I service plus size women clothing. Um, shoes will be introduced and then my plus size lingerie line in August. Um, my business is four years old. Turned off on me, and then um, my relaunch was just three days ago. So, you want to take yours? Yeah, you want to turn off and off? Um, I'm also the mom that she's talking about. I have four little people, um, and I still do work a normal job as well. So, you know, that's what I'll be talking to you guys about today um, mental health, balancing everything, being a mom, and still understanding that. Um, a couple years ago, when I did start my business, it was a thing I did for my passion, it was fun. But now this is my lifestyle. This is what I need to leave for my children. We need generational wealth with how the world is going with COVID and everything and how we've all been like impacted with pay and everything. That's why I feel like it's it's important for us to step up now and, and take things into our own hands. So it'll be nice to talk to y'all. Thank you. Welcome, Bree. Thank you, Bree. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Shanice Davis. Um, I'm Shade's best friend. <laughs> but um, so recently, I guess I started my entrepreneurship last year, actually. So I'm actually a year and about four months into being a full-time entrepreneur. Um, so I started off doing investing and learning how to trade in the foreign exchange market. So it is hard at first. Yes, it is. Believe it. <laughs> and it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time to really understand what you're looking at. But I've came up with a profitable strategy where I mentor and help other people now. Um, along that, I help with the Queen Posse empowerment that me and Shade have together, a business. And it's basically woman empowerment, something that she brought together today, which I told her, I was like, that's super amazing. Like. If you have a business partner, please lean on them. Like, two heads are better than one. Like, I'm so grateful that you put this together. This is amazing. It's always what I wanted to see, so. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, also, I, what is it? I have my PH254 basketballs over here, where basically um, I learned during the corona time that I like um, flowers. <laughs> which I never wanted real flowers in my life, but now I have 11. And I was like, oh my God, I love basketball. And I was like, wonder if I could just put this inside of the basketball, how would that look? And I was like, this is so cute. <laughs> so that's my other business endeavor. And then in my free time, I enjoy modeling. So um, I have modeled for Impress Fashion. They're here in Killeen, Texas um, with Olivia West. She's not here yet, but I will let y'all know. She gave me that really cute sparkly basketball over there. <laughs> and um, I model for Route 21. 
and Alison Mata for Slay Attire in Houston, Texas, where I now move to and continue my entrepreneur life. So, yeah, that's me. Yay. Hey, y'all. I am Shade's older cousin. Very proud older cousin. I'll try to contain that. Um, but I, did I say my name? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see, I'm just so excited for her. My name is Jessica Van Klein. I'm a mom of four as well. I'm a marketing leader at Dell Technologies. I'm in the Austin area. And I'm also a philanthropist. I run a nonprofit called The Untimely Parent. And in the city of Austin, we really work with moms who have a story similar to mine. I'll share that with you guys later. Um, who just haven't had the easiest road or path to success. If corporate is the way you want to go, you really need advocates. You, you need people who are already in places to pull you up, to look out for you, to encourage you, to mentor you. And that's what we're doing through the Untimely Parent. We're also working on offering scholarships for people who need continued education for technical trades. It's really hard when you have a kid to prioritize your continued education, your learning, you need money for childcare. There's a whole lot of expenses that come into you trying to chase your dream. So I'm trying to reduce all the obstacles for other moms to come where I'm at. I wanna see more black women in leadership and have just an easier path to success. Yes. I love it. So as y'all can see, I purposely chose three totally different individuals, right? We have someone that's still in corporate, we have someone who has left her nine to five, and we have a nine to five mom a business owner as well, right? So everyone up here, somebody can, you know, connect and, you know, say, you know what, I can, I can connect to her, I get her, right? So that being said, we're gonna have five different topics we're gonna talk about, and then we are gonna have a Q&A, and then after that, we'll have some brunch, some mimosas, we're gonna get dancing, so let's get started. Y'all ready, ladies? All right. So our first topic discussion is going to be living in the new norm. How do you manage being a mompreneur, an entrepreneur, and living in this new norm of COVID and what we have going on today? This one's fancy. <laughs> it is. Okay, so um, the norm has changed a lot for me. Um, a lot of you don't know me, but um, if you do, you know, my wife, uh, she was working at one of the hotels that burned down during like the snowstorm and everything that happened a year ago. And that kind of like started everything. That was like the ripple of COVID hitting my family personally. It was, well, that extra money's now gone. You know, we had to figure out, it was like unemployment because it wasn't a normal situation. It was like a hotel that burnt down while it was snowing. It was so much confusion and everything. Everything so, you like, see exists together in a delicate back. Oh, I was going to say, is he alive again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's He's right. Right. But, um, no, seriously. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Seriously. <laughs> it's Sunday. Oh, my God. Is it true? Um, no, seriously. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things change, you know. I did decide to close down my business, which is, like, the most embarrassing thing that you can do as a business owner in a small yeah. city like this, especially with mine, which I must brag on myself. I was the first you know solely plus size business that was like black owned and I was the first one and I was the only one doing it by myself 
So at that time, you know, a lot of people were like, where, where'd you go? And, you know, they had a lot of things to say and they didn't understand, like, my mental was, like, declining really, really bad. So that's when I kind of, like, woke up and realized I need to take this year that is, you know, going up and down because of COVID and rebrand myself, you know, relaunch myself. I needed to take that time and step back and realize, like, COVID is here and it's, it's changed a lot of things, like, for years to come. You know, we kind of bragging, you know, not brag, but joke about how, oh, you know, they're not worried about COVID right now. It's still affecting a lot of people, you know, money-wise. People are still catching up. So it's kind of like I had to literally take my baby and put it on the shelf. Then I had to take my wife's, you know, and put hers on top of mine because, you know, I was like, well, you know, you know, now I got to push her. You know, now I got to make sure, you know, we have something extra coming in. That's when I pushed her to open her business. So then it was like, okay, like I'm still in the back seat. It was just hard, you know, and then going back to work fully, it was embarrassing. I hated it. Like I was mad at myself. I was like, you know, I failed. But I had to realize, you know, COVID is not my fault. COVID is not nobody's fault in here. You know, that's the number one thing that we do realize. None of us wanted this. The only thing that we really can do is just adapt. Like you said, adapt to literally what's going on in the world. And like I said, understanding that owning your own business, like I said, it used to be, you know, something to brag about. It used to be, oh, this is my passion. I wanted to do it in my, my own, my downtime. Now it's something that we have to do to protect our kids. We have to protect, you know, everyone around us. We have to make our own money because they don't want to give us nothing. So I said, now it's like, no, that's what you wake up and do. You got to wake up and you really got to realize that a lot of these, you know, not every company out here is horrible, but a lot of these places were replaceable to them. So now you have to wake up, be your own boss and realize, you know, I can't replace myself, you know, so I got to get it. And that's just how I've been adapting lately. Relaunch was three days ago and I'm very proud of myself. It's not over. You know, I got a long road ahead of me, but like I said, it's just focus, focus. That's all you really I can do. I love it, focus and agility, right? That's yeah, what you can do. Yeah. How, what, how do you, the new norm? It's fancy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so, COVID hit, I guess, I don't know, like two years ago. Almost three. I feel like yeah. dang, three years. Yeah, that's long. But I think when I first understood, like I wanted to, the new norm of life of like figuring out like you need another stream of income or a way to like get more money because you're not going to be able to do it, especially being, I'm gonna say it, a black woman in corporate or like even when you know I live in Austin, Texas, where. It's really hard to move up the ladder and it's like, you know, they say take time, but you know, you're still replaceable. Like I do all this hard work for you. You're working me like a slave. Yeah. And it's like, it's not fair. Cause I feel like I work very hard. So I think what shifted my mind was um, me and Sade um, went to the Virgin Islands for my birthday around that COVID yeah. time. And I was all like, you know, how can I live a life like this more instead of like getting like one vacation and like begging them to like let me go? Like even when Sade was there, she was still working. Like it was just like, you know, you can't really enjoy life. I'm like, this is not the life that I want to live five years down the road. I don't want to have to beg to like leave and beg to get more money and just that's not me. I mean, my pride be in the way, but you got to ask, you know, if you don't ask, you're not going to receive. So. I was one of those people that I was um, an insurance agent in Austin. It was very stressful. Um, I dealt with it. And I was like, you know what? 
my friend hit me up about something. She was like, you know, you can make more money. I was like, oh, are you sure? She was like, yeah, just give it a try. I'm like, you know what? What I got to lose? So I gave it a try and I ended up finding my passion in it and really loving and enjoying it. Um, but yeah, it's like the new norm is you're definitely going to need like a business or another way to get another stream of income because your nine to five is not going to definitely not pay you more than the boss is getting paid. So you have to really be intentional and understand like your goals and your dreams. And I think that will get you like very far in life once you understand that. It's like, all right, well, what do I do to make this happen? And don't stop till you make it happen. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We have a Jess. I kind of want to throw something in there too. So for me, everyone on this panel or anyone out there that knows me, um, I started, I bought so much inventory for a business like two years ago, right? Um, I was working for this high company and I thought that I had work-life balance, but then I realized like everything was about my job, right? Like I'm going on vacation. I have my whole work computer, y'all. Like time difference is crazy, right? Um, <clears throat> I was tired of asking for vacation, right? I was tired of being like, well, can I go here without getting in trouble? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, for me, it's crazy because I prayed all of last year to be challenged for God to put me in a situation where I, I can be challenged and I can do something so new but motivate people at the same time. And so everyone's just like, why are you not sad that you lost your job? Why are you not depressed? I'm like, because that was a blessing to me, mm -hmm. right? Like, I am happy. This is as happy as I've ever been, right? I've been able to bring all of y'all together and hopefully somebody leaves here empowered. So for me, the new norm since all of that has happened is to wake up as if I'm still working a job. I still wake up early in the morning. I'm going to go work out. I go get my Starbucks, right? And then, you know, I put the night before, I make a schedule of what I'm going to do. I'm going to check my Hippie Mermaid business. I'm going to make social content. I'm going to engage with other women and so forth, right? And so it's really important for y'all to know, even if you are working on 9 to 5, do not let it consume you. Still do exactly what you want to do. Follow that dream and follow that passion, okay? Yeah. Okay, new norm. So my life has completely, completely changed over the past two years. So 2020 begins. I pray to God every year. What's a word for my life? What should I focus on? Like, what do I need to see past all the distractions? What do I need to be looking at, Lord? Like, what is there for me? And God promised, I'm going to breathe a fresh start over your life. I was married then. Like I said, I have four kids. I have my corporate career. So I'm like, yes, re-energize my marriage. Yes, strengthen my bond with my kids, who some of them are now teenagers. So that's wild and crazy. So I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, strengthen my bond with them. Lord, breathe a freshness of excitement for me to take on the next stage in my career. I'm like, breathe it in, breathe it in, breathe it in. But that's not what he said. He said he was gonna give me a fresh start. When I tell you, this time last year, my then husband accepted another job within tech. We were both working at Dell at that time. We were taking a chance on his career to move all the way to North Carolina. It was a big deal like for us to be in our mid-30s. We're both in top-level leadership in tech. It was amazing. I'm like, God, this is everything I asked for. Two weeks after the lockdown, he came one day and was like, I can't do it. I know what it takes to be a good husband and a good father. It is too hard. I'm out of here. I was in a house that was already sold because we were planning to move across the country. I had kids who were excited about new schools. I had a job that I was literally 
most likely going to quit once we got to North Carolina so I could be a stay-at-home mom to support him in the next stage of his career. And I was like, God, this is not, no, this is not what you said. This, what? You're literally taking everything away from me. I am looking forward to this fresh start in an exciting way. And it just shattered everything. But you know what? When you think about your new normal, you have to be tested. You have to be stretched. You have to be challenged to find that. Like, how do you have a new normal if you don't have anything new? It goes back, and I don't want to get all preachy, but you've heard the parable of old wine and new wineskins. There can be nothing done if you're the same person you are today. You can't have a freshness of mind, a freshness of body, a freshness of anything in your environment if you're still the same you. There has to be some type of metamorphosis. So what did I do? I do what I always did. I leaned on God. I leaned on my network. And I figured it out. Everything in my life is new. I have a new house. I have a new car. I have a new uh, role in, in my job. Like I work in a new segment at Dell. Like I have a new excitement for life. I have a new glow, just everything. And so thinking about the pandemic, and I know this is not all relative to work or career or anything, but I just want to let everyone know that when you hear questions like these, you got to ask yourself, like, is there anything new in my life? Like, how am I being challenged to actually get that thing and welcome it, allow it, allow it to happen as painful as it is? And that was not an easy thing for me to walk through. It was the best thing that could have happened to me because now I value the small things. Now I value just I value, I value everything that I have in a new way because you see how fast it can all just go away. So keep that in mind as you're looking for newness in your life. Just be open, be honest with yourself, lean on your community, and if you're a believer, always lean on the Lord. Yes. So now our next question, um, I know a lot of you out there want to start a business, or maybe you are already a business owner and you want to think about how to grow your business. So we're going to talk about how these ladies up here got their business started. So whoever wants to go first, we're going to... Let's talk about Curvy Goddess first. How did you start Curvy Goddess? Y'all don't judge me. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, I struggled with my weight for a long time. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, I still struggle with like my self-confidence and how I present myself as like a plus-size woman. So, years ago, I got tired of my homegirl wearing shorts and a t-shirt to the club. I was just so <laughs> mad. Like, And then I started to like look around and understand, like, I'm probably not the only one that feels like when you walk into a boutique or walk into a store, I see that on my, my skinny friend, but when I see it on me, I'm not happy. Right. And I was like, well, you know, at first it started off as a joke where I'm going to start dressing y'all because I'm getting mad. <laughs> and then someone was like, well, while you're joking, you know, nobody else is doing it. And I was like, well, I'm not trying to do it because, you know, no one else is doing it. I'm doing it because I need some clothes myself, you know. <laughs> Then when I, you know, kind of introduced the idea, it blew up in my face. It was kind of like, yeah, I need that. I need this. I need that. And I was like, okay, all right. And then it was, you know, a lot of research. It was a lot of, because I, I wasn't just dressing myself anymore. I wasn't just thinking of like, you know, oh, I, I like this. I had a dress for, you know, a woman who was 5X and who's never really worn a dress before. I dress people now who still tell me, like, you'll see me tagged on Facebook. I haven't put on a dress in years, but because of Brianna, you know, I have a dress on today. I had to learn, like, a lot of people needed me and I needed them too. 
That was like the biggest thing when you start a business and you're, you know, it's nice to do something that, you know, you want to do, but you have to find something that even on your worst days, it's still something that you wake up and do. That is the biggest thing for me. You know, my peace. I felt like at one point it was overwhelming because I'm like, y'all need a lot. And, you know, I'm just now starting and y'all are, then I had friends who were like, well, I'm buying up everything. And so it was just like, you know, it was just like, slow down. But, you know, here we are, you know, four years later. And I'm still, you know, I can still post pictures. I can, I still get tags. I still get noticed in public. Like, they may not know my name, but they're going to be like, oh, you're Kirby Goddess. And, you know, it literally was a joke. It was, a, I was tired of seeing certain things. But when you want to see a change and you feel like I had the voice at that time, you know, you don't like me, do you? Okay. My social media presence, I use that as well because, you know, I was known a lot. I was known on Facebook. I was known for this. So I was like, okay, let me play it out. Then I was like, let me hit up girls that I know that go to the club every weekend. Let me dress you. You know, let me give you this outfit for this much. I was literally talking to people that I probably didn't even like when I was like, you know, I was like, look, let me be smart. And that's the thing. You have to be, you have to come out of your comfort zone because, like I said, I had that piece. I had a big presence on social media, but a lot of people, when they see me in person, I won't talk to you. It's like people that will see me after years of knowing, I won't speak. So I had to like wake up and become that person on social media and on. And, and calm down as well too because you know I was a little weird you know? <laughs> but you know I had to change a lot of things I had to look myself in the mirror and say like you know would I buy from me would I would, you know would I you know I needed people to take me serious and that's what comes with it you have to spend money in order to make money that is the that's number one good. thing it, and it's hard because it's like you know you'll see the money that you're making but you're like oh wait inventory oh wait I gotta turn around and pay for this more bags like the things that business people do behind closed doors and I'm sure all y'all understand it's not cheap you know the presentation if you want to be professional if you want to have a certain look to yourselves like I'm sitting next to a poly mailer bag that's like eight dollars a piece so it's like you know it, it's a lot of things that go into it but yeah that's how I got started and I love it now don't get me wrong I have days where I cry where I'm like I want to be left alone but somebody be like hey I need an outfit and then I look at my kids I look at my wife and I say you know I have to I don't have a choice you know I need this I want this I this is something that I crave every morning I wake up I'm literally checking my messages I'm like oh y'all starting early like <laughs> what you need this outfit for at eight o'clock in the morning girl? but you know it, it it just comes with stepping out of yourself and realizing like if you want it you're gonna get it that's that's really it yes thank you for that yes um so I have a lot of businesses, as you can see. <laughs> but it's a good thing because, you know, I want to encourage people not to just get stuck on one business because not all your businesses are going to boom at the same time. So a lot of people's like, you don't, you shouldn't put your hands in a lot of different baskets. It's like, you need seven streams of income to be a millionaire anyway. So you might as well get started. Like, don't wait, because that was my biggest thing. Like. I waited so long to do a lot of things that I wanted to do when I graduated college. And I'm like, oh my God, 30's creeping up. Like, let me hurry up and get started on something before I get 30 and you I just look back. Up. I mean, I'm there too. My radio's that's why I'm much younger. Yeah, you old, too. I'm over here all the time. She's talking about but, right around the corner. You didn't have to remind us. We all the same age. But I told my mom and my family, I was all like, you know, my goal is to be a millionaire before 30. And I was like, well, 
working this insurance job is not going to get me there and not having a business is not going to get me there so let me start doing things that are going to get me to where I want to be so that's when I like I said I started investing I didn't know nothing about investing not a thing I have a degree in economics so I knew like supply and demand I knew that <laughs> but you know how college is and I played sports in college so I'm like I'm just trying to get a good grade like what I got to do like, the notes all right I remember the notes so um, like Bree said it's a lot of realizations that you come to like when you're an entrepreneur like for instance you do need a mentor you do need people you do need like someone that's going to show you the ropes I'm a person that likes to learn things on my own so that was kind of hard at first to ask somebody so many questions and so much like and what does that mean like you're trying to take from them yeah like i don't <laughs> like want to like bother someone <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't want to bother you but i really don't know this answer and don't be scared to ask questions even if it sounds like dumb like i think that was very hard at first like what does tp mean they're like you didn't read it like no i didn't so help me <laughs> like i don't be embarrassed about that i don't care like let me know the answer. That's all I need to know. And I can go from there. So um, it was very hard, I would say, like really transferring over and like understanding the entrepreneur life because you're used to a nine to five or in basketball. You're somebody always telling you what to do, like always. Like you got to be here. You got to do this. Eat this. Do this. Do this. So when it was like I have all this free time in the world, I'm like, dang. I need more businesses. <laughs> I need at least seven. So um, I would say, you know, just start from scratch. It doesn't matter if it's something like that's kind of an idea that you don't really know. Like, I think I changed my pH basketballs like so many times from like the first day I made it to like the second month to the third month. I sent Sade. I was like, ooh, look what I got. I'm on some girl. Like, hey, you need the support system of people around you. Even if they don't agree with what you're doing, it doesn't matter as long as you like can get their input because you're really just looking for their input not like their confirmation like yeah that's going to sell like you're not looking for that you're just looking to see like does this catch your eye do you like it do you not like it so at first I know a lot of people like want people to like agree with them or be like that's a great idea like you should do it it's not like that a lot of people are going to tell you mm, you sure you want to do that like that's going to cost a lot of money it it's a lot to be a boss like it's gonna cost like you gotta get that out your head like you're gonna be able to be a boss cheap like no it's gonna cost and it's gonna hurt and you're gonna do a lot of growing um my favorite thing to do in the morning now is affirmations i never was a person that did affirmations but i love affirmations that keeps me going um also listening to like reprogramming your mind <laughs> this might sound weird but at nighttime, I like put it on YouTube of like where they say like they say affirmations at night, like while you're asleep. Because when you're asleep, your brain is still awake, so your brain like can still hear things around you. So I think that's really helped me like with my mindset from graduating to college to really understanding like, okay, I'm gonna do this business thing. Here we go. It's not just a joke, y'all. Like I'm gonna do it. To actually like doing it and believing in yourself because if you believe in yourself that's all that matters like everyone else gonna look at you and be like eh. but you you're gonna be like all right i rock this like i don't care what y'all yes, think about it so yes. um also leaning on god it does get very hard and everyone has a turn moment like where it's like should i just turn back should i just not do this anymore like 
giving me a lot of trouble. It's costing me a lot of money. Like, what am I doing here? And I looked at like a lot of people's journey of entrepreneurship, and I just was like, you know, they had it hard. Like everybody had it hard. So who am I to complain like about having something hard? Like everybody at the top had it hard. So I'm like, okay, obviously I'm doing good. Then I'm in the right footsteps. <laughs> they had it. I have had it hard. Okay, cool. So once we get past that, we'll get to the good part. <laughs> so I would just say, you know, start your plan, stick with it. It is going to be hard at first because everyone has it hard. Don't think like, oh God, you're just doing it to me. Like, no, it's to everyone. He knows what he's doing. Just lean and depend on him, I would say. Like, that was been the best thing that has happened to me in my whole journey was getting closer to God. Because I feel like at the work, I don't know, it's like a mental thing at work. Like, they kind of take a toll on you where you just want to sleep. Oh, wake up, get some wine. Like, uh, let me go back to sleep. I'm tired again. So this whole journey has made me, like, I don't sleep as much. Definitely don't drink as much or any of that anymore. Um, it's, like, strictly business. Like, I don't even want to go out unless I'm doing, like, business. Like, um, you invite me somewhere, I'm all, like, uh, can I pass out business cards? Right. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> don't invite me if I cannot do anything that has to help me in my business. Cause it's like, I'd rather be at home learning, searching, researching, like learning how can I grow this faster. Um, but a real good key is if you're on social media, I learned if you use like the viral sounds, like if you just go like to the viral sounds, just put it like on your business or whatever, it'll get a lot of views. Cause a lot of people click on the viral thing. So anyone that's having like trouble on social media, just go to like the viral sounds like on TikTok, on Instagram or anything like that. And just use one of those sounds, even if you don't like it, and put like your business on it because it will still get a lot of views. And entrepreneurship is about numbers. It's all about numbers. Like the yeah, more views, the more people shares, see it. Don't think about the people like that live around you. Think about the people like out of state. Like they're going to be the ones to purchase, not like the immediate people like I mean, maybe your parents, like my mom, you went crazy on those bars. <laughs> I was like, Mom, leave the pink I was like, leave the pink ball. I went to go back She's like, you're sold out, my mom. I was like, hey! <laughs> I was like, next time. Like, it was hard to get those balls. I was like, hey, but I'm proud because, you know, I would say your parents definitely are going to help you and push you in that direction because it took me a while to ever, like decide to sell balls. And my mom was like, I'm going to be your first purchase. He already sent it. I was like, well. I guess I gotta do it now. So thank you, mom. I appreciate you so much because you're my why always. And yeah, just keep going. Like your parents are gonna support you. Don't be scared. Don't be nervous. Don't turn around. Like you're gonna want to turn around. Just call your parents. There you go. Call your parents <laughs> and call them God. <laughs> your parents and God gonna help you. I think for me. Um, like, I want to do so much, and I was always that person that brought my ideas to my best friend and my cousin and my mom over there, by the way, shout out to you. And, um, <laughs> and I would be like, man, I just want to do so many things, and people tell you, like, no, do this first, and then focus on this, and then do this, and I'm just like, but I don't want to just focus on one thing. Like, I have so much in me that God has put into me that I just can't put it on hold to do something else, right? So I do women empowerment events. We have Queen Posse, which is a LLC and nonprofit here in Harker Heights and Colleen for uh, women empowerment. So we're gonna go to all the high schools and we're gonna actually offer scholarships for girls. Like that's something that we wanna do. Um, I have Hippie Mermaids, it's a metaphysical shop. So I sell sage and crystals if you're into that. And then I do um, event coordinating. This whole event 
this is me <laughs> and okay. I'm doing my mom's wedding like there's just so much right and so the thing about it is like just do it like everything that I'm doing right now was once upon a time just a random idea in my head and I was like one day I'm gonna do it right and so write it down like it started with affirmations I wrote it on a sticky pad on top of my mirror I, you know, I was like, I'm going to do this. I talked about my best friend, my parents, everybody was so supportive, but do it, but make a plan. Like, what are you gonna start with? What's your business name, right? What, how much do you wanna put into this business? What's your social media? What's your social media content looking like, right? Where is your foundation? You have to have a foundation and that's where the business really starts and that's how you get it going. So for me, it, it was the foundation and making sure that I had the support but you also gotta be consistent. So you cannot post on social media, y'all, and think like, you can just let it sit there for a month and be like, I'll get to it next month, I'll post Okay. We don't be like, okay, but where's the post? I came to your page because I wanna learn about Sage. I came to your page because I wanted to buy plus size clothes, right? So yeah. definitely make sure you're sharing content and staying consistent. Learn your times. Yeah, it's, times it's, are important. It's a, lot, it's a lot more to like, you know, going viral is really easy when you're doing the wrong thing. So when you're doing the right thing, don't give up. That's the biggest thing. Because people see TikTok stars and they see the millions of views and they see the millions of, you know, oh, they have this. You know, the people, they're not always doing the smartest thing on there. So, you know, you gotta figure out how to stand out. Look up times because they have times. There's big social media people who will post the times and be like nine o'clock in the morning, believe it or not, is the best time to post the things because Absolutely. that's when people are going to work. That's when everybody's waking up who work from home because you have those people who work from home and they're sitting scrolling. They're not doing nothing but scrolling learn that five o'clock is a good time that's when everybody's probably getting off everybody's like dang i ain't looked at my phone all day i'm gonna pull my phone out you know and then of course you have that nighttime never forget that nighttime because that's what the first thing people are gonna see when they wake up make sure you and, it, and it's hard it's hard to be consistent because some days i don't like posting on my personal page because i'm like dang i kind of don't want to talk to nobody today but you know they're either going to find me or they're going to pull up so it's like all right but you know the cool thing too is there are apps y'all there are free apps where you can literally create your content and time it out yeah. so it will post for you at that day and that time i'm gonna so need that mm -hmm. if you're into that make sure <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get i'll put it on my oh, phone <laughs> I know. So I have a unique story because I still have the corporate in my life. So I'm going to go all the way back. We're going to take a way back and talk about how um, I am still, I'm in marketing operations leadership at Dell. I have my nonprofit, The Untimely Parent, but then I also do marketing consulting on the side. So we're going to talk about how I managed to do all those things. I had my first son when I was 19. I was in college at Texas State. I was green. I was a military kid. I didn't know nothing. I got to school. Was like, oh my god, this boy with this hazel with these hazel eyes. He likes me. I love him so much. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, by that next year, I was pregnant, and my parents were like, absolutely not. Like, I was an officer's kid at that point. My dad was a colonel, and he was like, uh, -uh this is not what we told you you were gonna do. This is the mold we set. Jessica, you're going to school. You're gonna be like Gina from Martin. You're gonna move to Atlanta. You're gonna be a marketing executive. You're gonna get married. Then you're gonna have kids. This is not what we told you to do. You were 19 years old. And at that time, like me and my son's dad weren't even really together. So they were just like, that's it, cut me off. So while I appreciate the parental support, the early part of my story, I didn't have that. So I wanna to speak to people who have families who do not support them because you can still make it. You just have to figure out where that source is coming from. This is when God first showed me it wasn't through my parents, it was always through him. So they stopped paying for my school. 
I was like, what? I'm in the middle of my semester. I'm having my son in January. What am I going to do? Come back to Colleen. My grandparents retired here. And I was like, you know what? I can't stop. Like, I know I'm good at marketing. I know I have these obstacles. I'm going to try to go to school at CTC, raise my child, see what I can make of it. But then when you don't have that community support, like I said earlier, it is so hard. I was living on my own in this little $180 a month apartment on Lake Road, like every night looking out my window like, what's happening? I didn't have, okay, y'all know. See, I'm in the right spot. I can't go nowhere else and say that people don't understand. But that's what I could afford for me and my son because I had to pay for school. I was still underage, so my parents, I was still a dependent to them even though I had my son. So for my FAFSA, you still have to claim your parents' income. So I was like, okay, I've got this apartment. I'm trying to chip away at school at CTC. I got a job on West Fort Hood as a cook. I'm like, okay, well now I'm making some money so I can try to keep this childcare thing going. It was exhausting, y'all. It was exhausting. Like, when do you have time to stop and just be? You're just running yourself ragged. And I was like, I can't do this. I had to make the decision. I couldn't continue with school. I needed to go to work because I needed to be able to support my son and myself. During that time, like I said, me and his dad weren't really together. He ended up joining the military, went to Fort Sill in Oklahoma, was just walling out, really not doing what he should. And right when Jaden turned two, he passed away in a motorcycle accident. Mm. So then not only do I not have my parental support, like my grandparents were cool, they helped out as much as they could, but they were older, you know? And I just feel like, I, at that point, still didn't know how to ask for help without burdening people. It's like, when you ask for help, you have to make sure you're not saying, hey, take on all of my things. Yeah. It's like, support me through the things. Give me the space so I can try to move with the will of God, but just be there to support me through it. I didn't know how to do that. And so my son's father died, and I felt like, I was like, I have nothing. What? Like, so I just told you guys about something that happened to me two years ago, similar. I've had a lot of experiences like this in my life where God is like, I have got you strip everything just to show you where you need to be focused. And during those times in my life, honestly, is where I saw the most growth. I decided at that point, I was like, I know I'm good at marketing. I know I don't want to just take jobs to work to live. That is literally what they portray the American dream as being. It's not being passionate about anything. It's being, if you haven't seen the movie, Sorry to Bother You, you need to watch it. It's about being a mule. It's about being a workhorse for the American economy. They don't want you to be happy in your job. You're not supposed to be happy. You're supposed to make money so you can spend money. That's how America keeps going. But I was like, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to do worthy work, things that I'm passionate about. How do I figure this out? So I started working at the Colleen Daily Herald. I was like, okay, I can get in in advertising. That gives me an end to marketing. I can start making connections, made connections with realtors. And then I was like, okay, bye KDH, I'm gonna freelance. And I picked up a bunch of realtor clients in the city and just showed them my value. I still have this brochure. Today it was terrible. Hey, show me. It was terrible. I still have this brochure, how I pitched myself. I look back and I'm like, but you gotta do what it takes. Like, here's the value of me. Like God started showing me, regardless of the people who were around me, who weren't validating me, who I was. And then I started taking that to other people. So that's how I started my marketing consulting career. And I was like, you know what? Colleen is not big enough for Jessica. I gotta get out of here. Like this is something nationwide. This is something statewide. I need to get this out of me. 
So I started going to Austin. I would drop my kids off at school. My middle daughter is right there. She don't know. I will drop her off at Haynes Elementary every day and be on my way to Austin all day until I had to pick them up from school. I would figure out what's happening. This is the key to success now and moving forward. Who you know, who you know is so important. I can't say that my talent is gonna carry me everywhere I'm going, but the people I know will. The people who really, really believe in me are speaking about me right now. Like I'm gonna walk back and I have deals that are coming because of my network and I started building that then. So this was like 2012 to 2013. I met one guy who changed my life. He is like the Batman of entertainment in Austin. You'll never see him, you'll never know his name, but he's involved in everything. And he was like, you know what? South by Southwest has this contract because they want to improve diversity at their interactive conference. They don't just want white males in the seats, white male speakers. We need young people who have an ear to the street, an ear to the market to figure out how we bring more people in. I was 25 at this time, y'all. Again, still single with these two kids. And I'm like, okay. So I got two of my other friends one on events, one on communications, one on marketing. And if you go to South by Southwest, the first weekend, that's the blueprint of what we put together 10 years ago. I took the opportunity to just get to know people, showed them the value in me, they believed in me, gave me opportunity. And every step of the way, I could go through the rest of my career, I don't have to. Because the lesson here, every step of the way, it's always been me connecting with someone else, please, do not, if you're in corporate, if you're an entrepreneur, do not do this on your own. Partnerships are big. We talked about social media. We talked about social media a minute ago. Anyone that comes to me for marketing consultant for social, I'm like, who do you know that's also in your industry who's the expert? They don't know because you wanna think, okay, well, my business is great. I don't wanna look at them because, oh, I'm gonna be comparing myself to them. No, you need to work with them. If they're the expert, like, what is this back here? A sweet shop? Who, who's the biggest baker here? Who's the biggest baker here in Colleen? Find them, do an Instagram live with them. Let them teach your audience something about your product. That doesn't stop you from selling. That just shows that you are the brand who is gonna seek the knowledge because you're gonna be better. And if you don't know something, you're gonna bring somebody in to educate your audience as well. It's mutually beneficial. We have to stop being afraid of working with people in our same industries. Honestly, I have three partners who all still work in the lane that my nonprofit is in. And we get money from St. David's, we get money from the city because we're all three coming in with that power. Like three minds are better than one. One has the idea, the other one has the people. The other one has the business so we don't have to pay for a space to run our programming. What, it all works together. So, long story short, build your network, build your ecosystem within whatever you're doing, figure out who that person is who can educate your audience, educate you, and work with them. Don't take anything anybody else is doing as, oh, I gotta be like better than them. No, there's room for everybody, and what you don't know somebody else does, and it's valuable knowledge. Yeah, no, I definitely love that. I definitely do, and that's definitely something I wanna pinpoint. Um, when it comes to social media, make sure you're following different people, right? Like she said, like I got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't need to follow a shape room, a baller alert. Oh, you do? 
Yeah, but, I mean, I don't follow all of them, but, yeah, but I was like, okay, I don't need to follow all of them, right? Instagram models, right? I need to follow more business-like people. I need to follow pe- entrepreneurs, people that can motivate me, right? Because how many times do you get on social media and you see women in their outfits, right? Mm-hmm. All out, and you're just like, I mean, I'm not the only one where I'm be like, man, I need to go work out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't eat this burger. Like, I don't know, right? I'm going to eat the burger. Well, yeah, you should not <laughs> eat it. Look, and afterwards, you're going to be like, okay. Don't eat the burger. <laughs> So uh, with that being said, like it, it, that's a part of mental, which we're going to talk into yeah. a minute as well, right? Like controlling your mental, controlling your content, controlling what you're intaking, controlling what you're seeing. So follow more entrepreneurs. Like every single person in this room, when we're done here, we should all follow each other. Everybody yeah. has something, some business, some content, some business cards. If you got business cards, I hope you do. And I hope you brought them because we're going to share, right? Yeah. So let's get into our next question. This is going to be for Jessica. This is a good one. <laughs> All right, Jessica, so what are two qualities or characteristics you feel like you had to develop, change, or sacrifice along your journey? I'm glad you sent this to me in advance. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so the first one is two parts to it, but it's the same thing. So the first thing I had to develop was confidence. When you experience tragedy so early in your life, it is really hard to trust your own decision making. Like, I didn't trust myself to even decide if I want turkey or ham on my sandwich. That was how low my worth was because I'd chosen this man who I loved, had this kid, and all of a sudden he's taken away. You know, I'd chosen, you know, I'd made different decisions and they just didn't work out. And I was just like, you know, I don't trust myself for my decision making. So I really had to build my confidence up and not confidence in a way like, we love makeup, we love clothes yeah but it's when you have that off you have to sit with yourself you have to look in the mirror you have to you know close your eyes and hope that you can sleep at night that's the confidence i'm talking about in yourself where you just know that you know that you're on the right path you know that you know who you are and whose you are all of that i had to build that and it was so hard but how i got there was i did listen i didn't allow these uh, opinions of other people to validate me, but I did listen to the positive things people were saying about me, and I didn't shrug them off. Like, if I walk up to somebody right now and tell them they're beautiful, five out of 10 people are gonna be like, okay. But it's the person that's like, okay, thank you every time. Okay, thank you, because you're receiving that in. Mm -hmm. I literally just let that settle in me that there's gotta be something about me that I should feel good about. If all these people see the value in me, I gotta see it for myself. So confidence, and then along with confidence is self-preservation. Self-preservation is really interesting because when you're confident and you gain that, self-preservation allows you to maintain that no matter if the outcome is good or bad. That's something we really struggle with. We believe that if we're on the right path, everything should be working out. But that's not true. You should still be confident in your mistakes because there are lessons learned and it's room for you to grow and develop other skills. And the minute you let that settle in, like, okay, instead of me being sad that this didn't work out, I'm just always grateful for an opportunity. Always grateful for an opportunity. It don't matter if it works, if it doesn't. The fact that I have it means that the Lord cares about me because he ain't out here giving opportunity to people that aren't gonna do anything with it. So whatever the outcome is, doesn't matter, just take it and do something with that. I think what I sacrificed though, The second part, what I sacrificed was a lot of my wants. I did, I had to do that early and it wasn't because I even chose that. I have four kids, 
So I have to sacrifice or had to sacrifice a lot of my wants to just do the necessary things, do what I needed to do to build my career, my brand, my reputation to this point. And now I can have everything that I want, but I probably spent about eight years sacrificing, not getting my nails done, not even going out to eat, not, I know my kids remember it, cause they were like, we don't do nothing. Like our fun is like game nights and, but we are, okay. But when I tell you like, we might fuss and fight, but we're strong. We love each other. That sacrifice was because I knew that the minute God took the, the limits off and I could chase my corporate career, I had to have already established a good relationship with my kids because my first job is to raise them. My first job is to make sure that I'm doing what I need for them or I knew he wasn't gonna give me nothing else. So that sacrifice of time and resources to just save to make sure we could have what we have now, built our relationship together, yeah. built my confidence up, built my money management skills up because when you're an entrepreneur, that's important too. Yeah. Because those contracts, ooh, when I was just doing full-time marketing consulting, those contracts, you could have one month, three months, six months. They're so variable. So you have to know where your money's coming from to meet the needs for now. And if you have kids, like, I don't want to discourage you because I did it. It just takes a lot, a lot of dedication and a lot of focus to make sure you're not overspending for those slow months because there are ebbs and flows. Like It's not consistent during the winter especially it's really hard, and that's the time where we want to be giving a lot. So just keep that in mind. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, yes. So we got another question for Shanice. <laughs> you got a long one? I'm just glad I sent all the questions before. So I know. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> all right. So in your journey from leaving corporate work environment and entering your entrepreneurial world, what steps did you take to make that transition? And when did you have that aha moment? Like. This is what I'm gonna do. What a wonderful question, Shadi. <laughs> ah, I just love you for that. Um, I, I think this mic is working. You guys, you got an elevator. Can you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, the first part is what steps did I take mm -hmm. in order to be a full-time entrepreneur? So I would technically say I've been taking steps my whole life because I already knew. So steps like um, knowing how to manage your money, like she says, like you don't know if you're gonna get a check every month or every week or when's the next check coming, honestly, sometimes. So you have to understand like don't overspend. Um, so I kind of already had a handle on that through sports and basketball and just like, we used to get like little checks, second checks that you had to like split it up with rent and then like you had to make sure you had food for that month so it's kind of like i kind of learned manage money like those type of skills but i definitely need to improve more <laughs> there's always room for improvement but um i think from there i already like started working on like kind of saving money like kind of like betting on myself type of funds like all right shanice when i think you're ready now like you got enough to give it a go um, but I wouldn't say I, I don't think I took all the proper steps when I just fully took the leap of faith, which, um, it's like that sometimes. Sometimes you just have to just take that jump or you're going to be stuck. And I felt like I was just forever keep getting stuck, like in the same 
the same circle. Like, I go to a job, I'm doing really good, try to get promoted, try more than once, try like three, four times, you know, I did give it a go. <laughs> so, yeah, money management skills, um, making sure you have enough money, like you said, just for things, because it's like, you don't want to continue to like, have to depend on other people or have that type of fear. And it's like, um, God doesn't want you to have fear whenever you're doing something. He wants you to give your whole heart and give it like 100%. And that's sometimes hard when you like have your mind on other things, like, oh, I got this bill coming up. I really want to do this, but I need to go do this. So I already kind of had that kind of set up where I was like, okay, I have funds. I, I have funds where I'm able to do what I need to do and make sure you have that settled and that taken care of. So all the rest of the funds now, like I said, you gotta make like a schedule or something. Yeah. I would say make a schedule, cause I was kind of good at schedules until like I needed great to at use schedules. it. You taught me about that. You're good at that. Yeah, cause it, it tell you what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so at first, you know, I didn't have a schedule. I was like, all right, I got a lot of free time going on. So I think um, that's something to definitely think about before you take that leap. Like, what's your schedule gonna look like? Cause I definitely didn't have that and. I don't fault myself because, hey, I was able to tell you. <laughs> you know, I'm always willing to go first to help other people. I'm never, like, scared or shy away from things like that. That's just something, like, I've been good at my whole life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, also, like, understanding, like, the type of business you're getting into and making sure it's worth it. Um, so when you take that leap of faith, understand, like, your end goal or, like, what value is this gonna to bring to me that I can bring to other people? Because the business have to bring value to you and other people or just, yeah. it's not probably gonna work out in the long run. So that's something I thought about definitely before I took the leap, like, wow, this will really help me and my family and then like generations to come because I don't have kids, I have a dog, mm -hmm. but I'm all like, you so. know, <laughs> I want my dog to be good, so. <laughs> I basically thought of like, you know, down the line, I want my kids to be good when I do have kids and I want like my family to be good down the line. So I'm like, you know, somebody in the family gotta make a sacrifice. And I was like, I got enough where I don't mind making a sacrifice. Like if I had a struggle for two, three years to come up my fourth, fifth year, I'll do that. Just know like my family will be good. My kids, whenever I do have kids are gonna be good. Like I'll be good for the rest of my life. So. I would say like, you know, whatever you plan on doing, like think long-term. That was my thought when I decided to jump into business, like long-term, like in the long run, how's this gonna help me? Like, how's this really gonna help? So money management, think about it like in the long run, is this really gonna bring value to you, your family, to other people? What are you gonna be able to do with this? Um, and then from there, you start getting like more business ideas, like God just starts throwing them in your head. Like once you take the leap, He's like, all right, you can do this, and you can do this, and this, and then you start writing it down, like you have a notebook like by your bed, it's kind of weird, because people tell you, and then when it starts happening to you, you're like, oh my God, that's a good idea. It's so crazy, I now have a notebook on my bed, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Different like, different color pens, yeah. Girl, to. I got my notebook over here, different pens, markers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not taking nothing for granted, get more grateful, like she said, everything is like a blessing, like I feel like I live a life of miracles, like, God's always doing something to work out my favor, even when like things are wrong. I'm like, it shouldn't be like this. He's like, mm, watch what I do for you. I'm like, hey, okay, bring it. Do it to me. Do it for me, Lord. Do it. 
But I think having a strong relationship with um, a higher power, I don't want to tell people to, you know, who you believe in or who you trust in, but that's something you should definitely have. That's something like I already had. It just grew stronger when I did take the leap. So that helped me. Um, like I said, I didn't really like have like, oh, I got a mentor before I did take the leap too. So I was like, you know, I did like the little steps. I think you should do more research on your mentors whenever you do decide to get a mentor to understand like, is this person right for me? Is this person really gonna help me get to the goal or achieve what I want to achieve? So I would highly recommend looking into your mentors. Just don't take like any mentor because you just want a way out. Like strategically think about it. Like I wish I did that better. <laughs> But we here now, so I'm all like, you know, Enjoy I'm going to be that, that person. Is. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to be that person for other people that I wanted for me. So if I can do that, I know there's like so many people I can bring value to, so many people I can help, not just myself, like my family, like other people's families, like in the long run, like I want a group of women investors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was yeah. so fun. Yeah. Like all of us making money like all the time. But also, I'm thinking about doing like a scholarship or like a grant to only for women investors. So, like, you have to be an investor and star males. You have to be a female <laughs> in order to get that money. But, you know, it's like just ideas that God blesses you with down the line that helps you continue on with the journey. Yeah. Because, like I said, when you take that leap, it's kind of hard to have everything in structured or in place. It's never a perfect time. It's never like the right time. Like I'm gonna wait for everything to be perfect. That's never gonna happen. I'll tell you that now. Ain't no such thing. So, yeah. What's the second part of the question? <laughs> <laughs> I think you answered it. Um, oh no, yeah. When you had that aha moment. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think my aha moment was my birthday again. So, Islands, right? no, so that was the oh. first aha moment where I was like, I need to be, moments. yeah, they're always on my birthday for some reason. So the first one was at the Virgin Islands when we went and I was all like, oh, this is nice. Like, this is like, I'm supposed to be living, not behind a desk. Like, <laughs> how I got to get that? And then my next aha moment was this past year in October on my birthday again, where I was like, okay, Shanice, you've been having your hands on a lot of things. Like what do you feel like you're really strong at or good at or what do you feel like is going to really, I don't know, like that you can make it in the long run with. And I'm just like, you know, I'm really good at this investing thing. Like it's not like I suck. It's not like I'm like the pro either, but everything takes time. So you have to be okay and be um, graceful with yourself. You can't like be hard on yourself because nobody has it all together at first. That's why people say it takes five years for people business to get off the ground because it's a lot of learning, a lot, and a lot of learning, no matter what you do, you're going to have to learn. So, yeah. I think those are good, <clears throat> definitely good answers. And one thing you talked about, like being a mentor or having a mentor, um, I have a mentor that has always taught me to always stay in the middle, always have a mentor, but also have a mentee. So that you're always growing you're being forced to grow not only for your mentor but for your mentee so that you're teaching other people right so always stay in the middle find a mentor I'm, i guarantee you right now you're going to find a mentor in this room today all right and you're probably also going to find a mentee right so definitely network and if you need a mentor we're all available. i'm here for you <laughs> all right. all right. Um, and then we have a question for brie so brie you are an advocate right for mental health yes yes um as well so what can you share with other women to help with their mental space on their own journey let's talk about that for a second 
Okay. Uh, first, let me add about the leap. I think everybody says the word leap, and it's okay to take steps. Let me make that very, 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 very clear. It is not always where you just have to throw yourself into something because nine times out of ten, you know, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. And that's tying into, you know, your mental and everything. Take what you can, you know, take what you can get and do what you can at first. So, yes, um, I am, I would say, four years and three months. Um, I tried to take my life. And it was very heavily, um, like you, I had my son young, my oldest, but I had my 15. So my life has always been like, I'm a mom. Like, that's just me. Like, I have a lot of friends, you know, who had their kids like years after me. But I always tell them, like, I never had that whole little, you know, I'm outside phase all the way. <laughs> it's because I've always had, you know, kids to, you know, and one point in time, you know, my life literally became my kids and my kids only that I lost myself mentally and it all just like kind of overpowered on me and you know one day I just decided you know what what if you know and it didn't work so um here I am and ever since then it's made me look into the black woman's mind a lot more it's a it's it's very complex because we're told um like my mom my mom's always been a mom the same thing um, but she's always told us that before I'm y'all's mom, I'm a woman, you know, I'm a person and she's always stretched that But I guess I kind of lost sight of that, you know, getting older where I was kind of like dang mom, I went from one kid to now I got four You know what what is going on? Like how did she do it? How, like, how did she do it every day? Because I'm a military brat as well and my dad was gone gone, you know, he was gone for 18 months You know a year and then we don't have the best relationship. So really all I had you know, was my mom. I'm blessed now to have a father who's, you know, kind of stepped up in the late years of my life. So yeah, you know, but tying into my mental health, like I said, all of y'all who are parents in here, remember that you are a person first. If you are not okay, your kids will not be okay. Your job will not be okay. Your business will not be okay. You cannot wake up every day and, here, I don't like that one. It don't like me no more. It likes me earlier. Um, you have to wake up every day. I think it's because I'm over here. I can talk. You know, I'm good. Um, I really think it's um, like waking up every day and realizing, like, when you wake up, that alarm clock goes off for those kids or it goes off for work. Stop and literally think about yourself first. Mm -hmm. That is the number one thing that I stress to anybody and everybody that I talk to about their mental health. It's to stop and be like, okay, Brie, are you okay? Like, can we do this? Even if it's gonna be a bad day, even if you feel like your day's gonna be trash, it doesn't matter. You talk to yourself and you heard yourself. I think that's another, another thing that we have to start doing is listening to what we need more too, instead of everyone else around us. And instead of, you know, it's hard because like I said, I work a nine to five. I own a business, I'm married, you know, that's a big thing too nowadays, you know, it's not easy, it's, it's the best thing ever, but still, um, you have to be a wife, you have to be a mother, you have to be a worker, you have to be a business owner, you have to be somebody to everybody, but you have to remember that if you are not okay, then everything else around you is gonna, you know, it's gonna fall. And I kind of stress that to people now, like I have an event that I put on every year, this is my first year back. Um, because of COVID, it's called Melanin Mimosas, Melanin Mommies and Mimosas, where I literally get all of them drunk and do workshops at the same time. Um, I'm literally giving them as many mimosas as I can possibly give with 
workshops and you know I would love to talk to you to get with you yeah. um, I have people there from CPS you know because like I said believe it or not CPS is one of the biggest things in clean that we deal with behind closed doors yeah. a lot of people do not realize how many people are dealing with certain things mentally like you have to be careful on how you talk to people nowadays yeah. same thing with you know if y'all do read the blogs who is it what is his name little rapper his baby mama got shot because yeah. they were arguing over a bowling ball it's literally stuff like that to where I feel like now, as black people and as everybody, really, we have to take a look at our mental health because it's declining. With COVID, everybody got slammed. You know, everybody got slapped in the face with this. Some people I know who had great jobs, just like y'all, were literally laid off because they got sick. You know, it's stuff like that, that like you said, your job was your life. A lot of people wouldn't have done, you know, what she did and said, instead of, you know, I'm waking up and I'm miserable because I lost my job, oh no, it's time to go on to the next step. That's literally, and I applaud you for that, because a lot of people, you know, they're still struggling. Like mental health, the suicide rate, and another thing is our children. We have to start talking to our kids about their mental health as well, because the suicide rate for children is five kids committing suicide a day. That's a lot, believe it or not, because that's five kids, you know, in the U.S. that are literally thinking, and they're literally between the ages, it's like five to 13 right now. And I have all of my kids who are literally four to 12, so I have to think about it and understand, like, if my mental's not okay and if I'm not listening to my own mental, how can I preach to my children who have to deal with, these kids are gonna deal with a lot. Like, these kids, if y'all hear these schools and how these schools are functioning and how everything is going on, it's weighing on parents' mental. Because I'm wondering if I'm sending my kids to school and are they getting that, the right information are they getting taken care of and then we're finding out the teachers are shortages and then you got the TikTok challenges where the kids want to hit the teachers and it's it's a lot going on so that's why I feel like you know mental health we need to start embracing it a lot more when I was younger I knew I was depressed I knew I just didn't know how to communicate to my mom and I have a great mom my mom's right here she's amazing I know she would have helped me but it's just like it was just certain ways that I didn't know how to tell her, like, you know, hey, yeah, I don't I don't like how I feel right now. And I feel like if we would talk to our children more, because she did talk to me, she did ask me, it's just like, you don't know how to put that stuff in words. Just know our kids are just as frustrated as we are. They might not be dealing with the same things that we as adults deal with, but never tell your child how they feel, it doesn't matter. That's the number one thing, because that's the type of dad that I had. I had a dad who felt like, you know, I'm in the military, I'm getting shot at, I'm fighting for my life, so you could be spoiled, and, and I'm like, but I got raped at 15, and I didn't know how to tell my own dad. My dad found out when I was 25 years old that I was my son was born out of rape. My mom's known, you know, they haven't been together. So it's kind of like, it's so many things that we all go through that I just need everybody to understand you matter. You know, when I tried to take my life, I felt like I had nobody. My friends, they did not understand. And I don't really fault them for that, for not understanding. That's why I tell people, take the time to read. Take the time to understand, because depression can hit anybody and everybody in this room. And it can take over you in a second. Sometimes depression is where you wake up and you literally like, nope, today is not it. I don't feel it. You don't even know what's wrong with you. I'm just, you know, here to let y'all know that there are people to talk to. There are people you know, out here to help and on top of my business, like I said, I have my business, which is what I love to do. I love dressing people. But when I talk to people about mental health, I'm very serious about it. It's a serious passion of mine and I take it. Like I said, I don't want to lose, you know, too, too many more black women to things that if you just would have talked to somebody, if you just would have helped, let me help you, help you, whatever you need, just reach out. That's the best advice that I can honestly give about mental health. That's great. Thank you.
solely isn't for everybody, but wealth and making money is for everyone. So I'll tell you what I'm doing, because I do value the ladies up here who are entrepreneurs, we need them, but because of the risks to people of color in corporate, we also need to be in those places too. So because I feel an obligation to make sure that nobody has to go through what I went through, I'm going to stay in corporate um, for as long as I can. I'm right now hoping that I can reach the VP, SVP level where I can really drive some influence. So I'm gonna make that work. But I also want wealth for my family. Me, myself, the brand, the story I tell, the woman you see here speaking, this is my for-profit business. I have an LLC that is me. Trademark your name. You have a wonderfully unique name. I'm looking at my friend here. Trademark your name. Create LLC. Create an LLC, because anything you do, anything I do on my own that's marketing consulting, any speaking engagement that I have, anything that's attached to me and who I am, that's my for-profit business on the side in addition to my corporate income. Also, I, I don't know, I just feel really like everybody still needs to have some type of worthy work in their life. That's what I call it, worthy work. Like we're gonna have a job, but what's worthy work? Something that's helping you give back to an area that you care about. So then that's why I have the nonprofit also, the, non, the untimely parent, because that's where I get to pour my passion back. And that's not something I'm looking to make money from. You can still get paid from a nonprofit. Like, let's, don't think just because you have a nonprofit, like they're not salaries. You have a board. All of that is set up to where you can still receive some income but that's really your passion project. So you shouldn't be expecting to make lots of money, but you should be expecting to do good, like do good in the world. So to balance myself, because I, like I said, I want that wealth, I want to be fully fulfilled in all areas, and I wanna make sure that for everything I put my hand to, if there's a dollar to be made that it's going somewhere, <laughs> I have my corporate job, a for-profit and a non-profit, and that's really easy to set up. So if you guys are interested in that and you're not necessarily like, oh, I wanna have my own um, e-commerce or merchandise sales business, I'm definitely open to speak to you guys about that. Love it. Anybody um, else, any other advice, ladies? To add on to, stay in competition with yourself. I have to tell y'all, like, just because living in Colleen, like, because, you know, just to speak to y'all that do live here, Everybody is doing something that everybody feels like everybody else is doing. That has nothing to do with it. Like you said, link up with them. Surprise the world because it's like any city that you live in, people feed off of mess. They feed off of competition. They feed off of that. But like I tell myself, literally, I'm only in competition with the old me. When I rebrand my company, I'm rebranding something that was the old me and bringing something new and something different. Literally understand that when you wake up, Pretend like you are the only Louis Vuitton. That's the only thing you really can do. You have to set yourself aside and understand like, whatever I have to give is coming from me. 
It's like everybody could sell a wig, everybody could sell a dress, everybody could sell shoes, a lot of people could do makeup. But when you put yourself and they see that that person that's standing with that brand, that's what people mostly go to. Because they tell you, you know, we have this thing where we'll be like, oh, you got to buy black, you got to buy black. Oh, no, baby, I'm not doing that for everybody. I'm literally going to understand who that person is behind that brand before I give them my hard-earned coins. Like you said, we still got to pay. You know, you got to support other people. That's another thing. Support other people. You cannot be a business owner in a certain city and expect to be like a hermit in your house and feel like you want people to only support, you know, you. Like today, when I was able to post my pictures or my look for anything, I was able to tag like six, seven different people. That's showing them that you like, oh, I need a network with her. She's willing to give me my props. You don't know who you're talking to. When you're talking to someone, you are literally opening doors for yourself. It's just on how you choose to open those doors and what you choose to do when you get that opportunity. Love that, love that. Um, Any advice to the ladies, to the the woman here? Yes, that wants to be like a leader, right? Yeah, a boss, whatever that could be. Um, A boss, a leader. So, um, this mic is loud, but... <laughs> okay, like, hold on. But, um, I would say, you know, this is the hardest thing a lot of people have to do, but sometimes you have to envision yourself and fake it till you make it. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like being fake, it's not really me, like... It's not, but it's gonna be like relax. Like, yeah, I'm not millionaire there yet, but in my heart, I know I will be. So it's like, sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it, and it'll actually become your reality. Like, you gotta dream it, sleep that thing. Like, I wake up, like, I just know I'm a boss. Like, yeah, what's up, y'all? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's up? Like, you gotta feel it in you, and you do have to fake it. You gotta hype yourself up. And don't be embarrassed about that. Like, we all have to fake it till we make it sometimes. And it's like, there's nothing to be ashamed about or embarrassed about because uh, visualization is very real and manifestation. So if you can visualize it and you can see it, you can manifest it and it's going to happen. Like, it's 100% going to happen. So don't be scared to fake it till you make it, yeah. I love it, yes. So we're going to open up for Q&A. Does anybody have any questions? Anyone out there starting a business, want to start a business? Let's get you a mic. This one is a good one. Give her the loud one. This one is a good one. Hello. Is it on? Yeah. My name is Tempris. So, so you guys see her name again because it's so pretty. Yeah. It is so pretty. <laughs> her name is Tempris. Um, I have a question. I also have a statement, too, so y'all can understand it all together. I am a vet, um, I was in the Army, and I was stationed here at Colleen. I'm from Dallas, that's how I got here. I'm more like Jessica, corporate and entrepreneurship. Um, a lot of people in this room may know me. I was a hairstylist, mainly a braider, but I have retired from that, and I'm back in corporate. How do you go about juggling it? Because honestly, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I will answer that. Uh, but do you like keeping your lights on? Do you like paying your rent? So this is what I tell everybody. Um, and this is hard because I already said earlier, work is not meant to be enjoyable. Y'all like just get that in y'all's heads. This is not why the workforce was created. It was not made for you to be happy. So, so. And this is hard because I am definitely a high achiever. 